0: Generally speaking, most people at some point in their lives, uh, especially in their youth, find themselves romantically interested in a friend who doesn't reciprocate those feelings. It's uh, very normal, yeah. and you, you just take the L and you move on. You maybe maybe even end up remaining friends with that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, the popular term for this kind of rejection is friend zoning or getting friend zoned. But to be clear, it's only really friend zoning when the rejected person refuses to accept no for an answer. And at that point, even if the other person initially was willing to remain friends, they're probably going to be a lot less interested in maintaining contact at that point. And that's for good reason. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be weird now. Yeah, but, you know, it's a learning thing. You, you learn it on your own. Sure.
1: And then you, you don't do it ever again because just, you realize how cringe you just are. Just don't...
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, luckily, this mostly happens when you're young. And as time passes, you learn to navigate your personal relationships better. Everything is based on experience. So... Don't get too worried about things. There is plenty of fish in the sea, though, and you're better off not pursuing people who've already made it clear that you're not interested. Unfortunately, not all adults grow out of the friend zone phenomenon. In fact, some take it to ridiculous and frightening extremes. And these men, because, come on, it's mostly men, aren't even necessarily what seem like losers. I mean, for example, this guy, Mr. K Koshigan, is the CEO of a drone racing company in Singapore. A pretty cool job that surely plenty of women would be impressed by. But he's so hung up on being friend zoned by a fellow adult that
0: he is taking her to court over it. Here's Channel <laughs> News Asia. A man who was rejected romantically by a woman has launched two lawsuits against her for failing to improve their relationship and for the emotional trauma he suffered and other impacts on his life. Mr. K. Koshigan filed one suit against Ms. Nora Tan Shu Mei in the Magistrates Court for twenty-two thousand Singapore dollars, or seventeen thousand dollars USD, in damages for purportedly breaching an agreement to improve their relationship. The second was filed in the High Court for three million Singapore, or two point three million. USD for the for the emotional trauma he allegedly suffered after finding out that she saw him only as a friend. According to court documents later obtained by CNA, he also claimed that her actions had caused damage to his stellar reputation, followed by trauma, depression and impacts to his life over a 24 month period. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. That reputation
1: that you're so worried about it might be in trouble regardless of how these lawsuits pan out now, because you know, this is international news. You've done it.
0: Yeah. Also, the like, fact but, that I'm hearing about it
1: and you're hearing about it, it's over. I, I I do love that this guy is like a self-supplied, like, his friends, if they're so uh, blown away by the fact that he was rejected by someone,
0: it's like, wow, this guy's a loser. We probably shouldn't hang out with <laughs> him. they're like, oh, but no, actually, I'm not a loser, and I will prove it to you by suing the woman who rejected me in court, so... And then they clapped. No, nah, nah, I'm pretty cool, actually, All right, that right? is pretty cool. Let's go out for a couple Hell, of drinks. yeah, bro. Yeah.
1: Uh, so, look, probably not the intended uh, outcome that he's going to expect, but no. nevertheless, he persisted. Uh, here's a newspaper of record, The Washington Post, with some backstory on this. Kashigan first met the woman in a social setting in 2016, according to the magistrate court's ruling. Over time, their friendship developed, but problems began to arise in September 2020 when they became misaligned about how they saw their relationship. The woman saw Kashigan as a friend, while Kashigan considered her to be his closest friend, Ooh. according to court records, which said that she asked to see Kashigan less frequently, upsetting him. He said such action would be taking a step back in their relationship. She, in turn, said they needed to set boundaries, urging Kashigan to be self-reliant. Kashigan according to the ruling, did not react well to this.
0: Oh, you don't say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it continues. He sent the woman a letter in October 2020 threatening legal action for damages stemming from emotional distress and possible defamation. She told Kashigan that she was genuinely uncomfortable. He threatened that if she did not comply with his demands, she would face damages to her personal and professional endeavors. That's a threat, brother. The woman agreed to participate in counseling sessions with Koshigen, which kept his legal threats at bay, according to court records. But after some one and a half years of counseling, she felt the exercises had become meaningless, she said, as Koshigen appeared unable to accept her reasons for not wanting any relationship or association with him. My God. She obtained a restraining order against Koshigan who then filed a lawsuit in the magistrate court while the other case was pending.
1: Oh, you're, oh, a restraining order? Well, I've got an attaining order. So that kind of, uh, you know, negates it. I'm going to make a judge tell you you have to be my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, now kiss. Uh,
0: also, terrible therapist. Um, Yeah, this is maybe something lost in translation, a cultural thing, but um, you don't go to couples therapy if you're, First of all, not a couple. (laughs) Uh,
1: Second of all, a year and a half of couples therapy where the therapist, who is clearly just enjoying the money... Why don't you explain again why you're not interested in him? It probably drove this lady insane. (laughs) Just like... Because the
0: therapist obviously just wants, it appears, the money. I get paid either way.
1: Yeah. So, like, well, can we hear Kashigan's side again? Maybe we should
0: have you come in for some private sessions uh, on top of these sessions. And I think that might be good for resolving this issue. At the bare minimum, if this guy, like, this is what, this, this,
1: if I was the judge, boom, boom, get the hell out of here guy. Because... Even, like, a year and a half of
0: therapy... Bonk, bonk, go to Horny
1: Joe. Yeah? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but a year year and a half of therapy, even if their end result wasn't, like, some happy relationship like he dreamed, you would think that he would have worked through
0: some of his issues. Yeah, the this man's stubbornness is uh, truly remarkable. I mean, it's probably has a lot to do with how he became a CEO of a True. company. Like, uh, it's that, that drive. And, and a CEO uh, of a refusal, competitive... I refuse
1: to take no for an answer. C- competitive company, too. Uh, this is actually terrifying yeah. uh, for, for the everyone sucks. involved. This guy yeah. sucks. So yeah, look, this guy, after getting rejected, threatened personal and legal repercussions if this woman didn't go to counseling sessions with him uh, to presumably, I guess, get her to change her mind about not being into him. It's a foolproof plan. But uh, shocking twist, these gestures did not have the intended effect. Oh. It's honestly kind of insane that she even agreed to counseling sessions in the first place. But clearly, in hindsight, he was serious about his legal threats, and no one likes getting sued, even for something ridiculous, especially when the person doing the suing is a CEO with the funds to bankroll these kinds of spite lawsuits. Anyways, luckily the magistrate court case has already been thrown out. Uh
0: here's Channel News Asia again. Deputy Registrar Lewis Tan borrowed Ms. Tan's words and said Mr. Kashigan commenced the suit because she no longer wants to have contact with him in any way. And Mr. Kashigan is refusing to accept this fact. This is well supported by his course of conduct and correspondence with her over the years, which I have detailed above, said Mr. Tan. The body of evidence collectively reveal his tendency to resort to legalese and raise threats of litigation to compel compliance from the defendant. While he had been successful before, it appears that the defendant is now resolved to stand up against his threats. Faced with the mounting evidence against him, the claimant has not provided any evidence in his bare affidavit to shine a different light on the picture painted, said Mr. Tan. He found that the magistrate court action was intentionally initiated by Mr. Koshigan with the ulterior motive of vexing or oppressing Ms. Tan by requiring her to defend various claims.
1: So that court uh, also ordered Mr. K to pay Ms. Tan just over $10,000 U.S. for her troubles. But that's just the friend zoning lawsuit. (laughs) There are multiple lawsuits here. The bigger lawsuit, the one seeking $2.3 million U.S., is still set to go forward next week. That lawsuit seeks so much more money because he says uh, her telling everyone what a creepy fucking weirdo he is caused him to miss out on revenue and financial opportunities due to people not wanting to go into business with a creepy weirdo. Um, I would say he was hoisted by his own petard. but uh, They're
0: really going to want to get into business with this guy after this all pans out. Yes. For sure.
1: Uh, I and can't the imagine. Women? Oh, he's going to be swatting them off. Well, he's famous now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. The guy oh, from the Mr. newspaper. Mr.
1: I haven't read any further. I've just seen I the mean, picture
0: on the news. He's a, a passionate and dedicated lover. I'll, I'll say that.
1: Yeah. If you're looking for dedication
0: and uh, a lifelong commitment, like the funniest thing about these sorts of like situations is like, and why and why this this loser fucking friend zoning shit is so stupid is like, a woman is going to like picture her entire relationship with you. And if you show her right off the bat that you are, like, going to act like such a fucking baby, like, she's imagining how... Like, it, it's easier to cut you off now than to try to break up with you in, like, a year or two. Because mm-hmm. you're going to take that so much harder than you're going to take just getting rejected when you ask someone out on a yeah, date. Yeah, I would say that, uh, not that... The, the lawsuit is
1: in no way good, and this guy clearly has some mental health issues if he's this attached to a person who does not like him. But, uh, <laughs> yeah... Uh, I would say that uh, given the chance and then cutting things off would be potentially violent.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, this is and scary. this is of no fault of hers. This is just dealing with a person who is clearly unwell. And she also says, like, she's told the court, like, he's like, he stalks her. Like, it's so it, weird it's that this fucking... all
1: laws, like she filed a restraining order and they're like, yeah, lawsuit. Let's go at least go forward with it.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's a real like alpha move that when a woman files a restraining order against you for um uh, stalking and uh you know making uh, her, harassment yeah, uh, uh, yeah yeah stalking and harassment that you sue her back you counter sue actually objection actually not only is you, are you lying but uh you pay me i mean this guy's just clearly delusional i guess
1: uh, uh, but the problem is but you but know, sure only drone, r- drone. <laughs> only drone racing guy in town so <laughs> yeah. kind of got our fingers tied <laughs> oh, he's the best <laughs> But only when he focuses all of that energy on drone racing. You see, yeah. this this woman's clearly a distraction because his drone racing has really fallen by the wayside. If
0: only the dating world were as simple and straightforward as the drone racing world. Where... Well, it
1: can be. You just put on a VR headset and get into, you know, VR chat and start talking up a, a 50-foot tall Gumby.
0: Yeah, it's
1: true. I can be your pokey, baby.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so it, it, the, the lawsuit, it's a defamation suit. So the central question the court will seek to answer is whether Mr. K is in fact a creepy weirdo. <laughs> Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Based on the evidence we've seen so far, we uh, well, I don't wish him the best of
0: luck, but uh, I do think it'll be challenging for him. He's going to need some luck because, um, yeah, every action he has taken to get to this point Mm -hmm. has invalidated his own claims in his own lawsuit. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah. Because he doesn't think that he can do any wrong. Yeah, and like, again, I don't know much about Singapore, I have been in the airport, it's a very nice airport. It is a nice airport. But um uh yeah, maybe there's something different about Singapore's legal system where maybe his case has more of a chance than we realize. Um but somehow I doubt it. Well especially, it's already been thrown especially out. Especially based yeah, off how the first case yeah, is yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah. No. Get out of my courtroom, you fucking weirdo. Well, I hope this guy Get uh, the gym. No! <laughs> no, then <laughs> I'll don't get, get more go. cocky. Yeah, don't go to the gym. Hit the books. Someone's going to film you at that gym being real creepy, and it's going to make you look even worse than you already do. Mm -hmm. So anyways, moving on now. Uh, We know a lot of you watch this show at work, but this next story is not safe for work. So uh, go watch it in your car or in the bathroom or something. (laughs) All right, here you go. Here's Motherboard. Lisa and Dan, who are both web designers and requested to remain pseudonymous to protect their privacy, had the idea to start a sex toy resale business oh, God. when a friend went on a decluttering spree and found about $400 worth of high-end sex toys he no longer used. He couldn't find anywhere to recycle or resell them, so he asked Lisa and Dan if they could develop a website to offload his many used toys. They looked into the market to see if similar businesses existed and found only reseller Facebook groups and the subreddit r slash sex toys, Of course, of course. Both marketplaces where transactions are unregulated. Yeah, they it's realized, a silk road for dildos. <laughs> they, realized, <laughs> they realized if they created a site with secure payments and quality control, they could fill a niche. Now, this is
1: a different kind of friend zone because this is a imagine being in a friend zone where you go to your friends and you're like, hey, can you sell, help hey. me sell my pocket pussies and dildos? Yeah
0: insane I, you know i've stuck all these in all my holes but they're just not doing it for me anymore i'm trying to trying to recondo my life and these dildos no longer spark joy so um since we're friends um i was wondering if you could help me uh sell my soiled sex toys to someone i don't know anyone you got any ideas <laughs> you you can have them if you want i'll give you a special I'll give you the friend rate two for one this is trust me they're good just because
1: I got tired of them well, doesn't mean you will. Uh I'm thinking out of, uh, like, here's my problem, is I'm thinking of this as like a reseller's market where it's just used and people want it because it's cheap. But now I've I've started thinking like a, a horny degenerate, and there's horny degenerates out there
0: who are buying this because they're used. That is interesting. Yes, there is that whole side of uh, sex work where you buy used things specifically because they're used. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Hmm. Anyways, uh, yeah, this is an article about a used sex toys company. So <laughs> there you go. It seems like the uh, one of the few product categories we're buying secondhand would be completely unappealing to consumers. But you'd be wrong because squeaky clean toys. <laughs> I mean, they did a great job naming it. Trust us, they're they're not just clean. The clean's in the name. Completely hygienic, squeaky clean toys. Mm. Uh, although that name a little too kid friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, squeaky clean toys, they apparently do good business. They also require sellers to follow a very specific cleaning process and, oh God, post photos of the cleaning process. That's
0: another fetish that almost certainly exists. Can you
1: rub it a few more times like that? I don't think it's clean.
0: Get the soap suds in there. Go a little bit faster with it. Yeah. And send, I need need more pictures. Do it again.
1: I forgot that I literally should not be pantomiming anything on this show because it immediately gets turned into GIFs or clips. You did it. We trade off on giving uh, out-of-context internet today free ammo. Yeah. Uh, they also note that 10% of their inventory is stuff that's never actually been used, and that this is good for the Earth. I agree. Uh, because otherwise, these unwanted dildos would just end up in landfills. For archaeologists to discover. Wow, like look at this. 100,000 years. Must be uh, some kind of decoration.
0: Hmm. Seems that they worshipped this. Yeah. So I will worship <laughs> <Yes>. it, too. <laughs> it's got these balls on it, these <laughs> hairy balls. Seems like I can use it to mix my coffee.
1: Yeah. Anyways, uh, this is great. But, again, (laughs) who's buying
0: this stuff? Well, here's the article again. For most people who purchase used sex toys, it comes down to cost. (laughs) Yeah. A high-quality sex toy can cost between $100 and $1,000, and they get more expensive from there. The moderator of r slash used sex toys, who lives in Australia... Makes sense. ...told Motherboard that the shipping alone for fantasy sex toys from the Bad Dragon Company to where they live in Australia is $80 need dollary-do's! Are they buying, like, a giant dragon dildo? Is that why? The bad dragon stuff is pretty, uh, it can get pretty intricate. Yeah. So it's more affordable to buy used toys from fellow Aussies. Another used toy enthusiast, Max Ocampo, who collects bad dragon toys, he has 21 that he calls his babies, says price is his main concern, too. He's not worried about sanitization. <laughs> he has a dildo pot that he fills with water to boil his toys. Do they stay in shape? I, I don't
1: have experience, but I have seen Broad City. Oh, yeah, she put it in the dishwasher. Yeah, and it made it all... Remember he said it was perfectly formed for his rectum? Yeah. And she ruined it. <laughs> yeah. Ruined it.
0: Okay, look, it's still a bit weird. It's very weird. I, I like the, uh, the the green aspect yeah, of it. Yeah, going green. Yeah. I wish people would do this with more stuff. Um, our, our capitalist uh, consumer system really just does not incentivize... Um, yeah, especially like with clothing is where it gets especially just like grotesque. Like you're exploiting children in the developing world for clothes you're gonna wear a couple times.
1: Um, I try to wear anything I buy as many times as humanly possible. Yeah, and I rarely throw things out. Like I, dude, I have I'm sitting on a whole uh, treasure chest of Machinima.com
0: merchandise that I over the years was just taking various sizes of. Yeah, I still have my Machinima shirt. It absolutely does not fit anymore, but uh, I keep it around just, to like, just so I can, when I'm going oh, through all the stuff. I have all the ETC shirts. Uh, uh, yeah. so I a couple of those, so. One day, those
1: will be worth nothing. They'll probably go to a homeless <laughs> yeah. shelter. But, uh, yeah, anyways, the article also helpfully brought up some related news that we apparently missed last year. The sex toy company Doc Johnson Great day. Uh, figured out what to do with all of its defective latex. They teamed up with a sustainable shoe company to melt all those rejected dildos and butt plugs down into a line of shoes called Plastic Soul, which usually sells for $130 a pair, but is currently marked down to $85, which is a hell of a deal if you've ever wanted to have your feet wrapped in dildo material. Yeah, it's like walking on a dick. Yeah. Have you walked a mile in my
0: shoes? Because these babies are made out of dildos. Yeah, it's just, uh, I can't get off to these shoes because they were never actually used. They were just pulled off the factory floor for uh, having too many balls or whatever. Yeah. Um, it, I, if you could do the same thing with the used toys, that, that but would ve- Very oh. soft, very soft shoes. Yeah. 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 And they got that. Uh... <laughs> They got the little compartment with the gel in the, the heel, you know, oh, for yeah, maximum yeah, yeah. comfort. What is that milky substance in there? Uh,
1: you know what's odd? And I'm going to say this because they're not a sponsor anymore, but I'll never say it again if they sponsor us again. Uh, the Purple Mattress. They send you a, a sample thing with the Purple oh, Mattress. Oh, little tiny bed? Yeah, it's a tiny bed to sample it out. Uh, you know,
0: 15 years ago. Maybe had a flashlight. Same fucking material. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, the the purple mattress is made of, uh, and it's it's bet the best bed I've ever slept on. So. It's oh,
1: it's really weird getting into the first time, cause you're like, hey, kind of bouncy. Like, Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> Once you settle down, boy, is it great. Yeah. But yeah, same material as the flashlight, as far as I
0: know. So there's probably all sorts of things we could be, uh, you know, melting down our old dildos for. You know, they sell we should be men- doing that instead of selling them to. Uh, you know, you they
1: know, sell uh, men dildos at Target now. Right next to the lady dildos. They sell pocket pussies at Target. I mean, that's pretty wild. I think it's cool. I mean, fuck it. Not in the market for one, but I'm happy that they're available for anyone they, who wants they it.
0: They really do have everything. And plus, to you Target.
1: know, you got a self-checkout. Totally discreet, except uh, you probably scan that and it's like, dut, dut,
0: dut, hey, yeah, hey, let's get, we need some ID. Uh, I'm, I'm going to save my money and wait for the, the Kirkland signature dildo. Of course. That, no, <laughs>
1: they'll come out with the full sex doll. <laughs> and you get two for the price of one.
0: (laughs) Okay. um, Finally, now moving on from the not safe for work section of the show to the section of the show that is not safe for anyone. Mm -hmm. Apparently, over in Australia, uh, the land of youth sex toys, um, they recently had a bit of a national emergency over what, at first glance, would seem to be the tiniest of problems. Uh, But the thing is, with radioactive material, size doesn't matter. It's a grower, not a shower. So when an 8mm by 6mm capsule of cesium-137 went missing somewhere along a 900-mile stretch <laughs> of highway, uh, this was a big problem, which put the entire state of Western Australia on high alert. So first
1: off, what is this thing even for? And what was it doing out in the desert in the first place? Well, radioactive capsules like this are used in the mining, oil, and gas industries in gauges that measure, st- measure stuff like thickness, density, and moisture level in surfaces and materials As for how it ended up lost in the middle of nowhere, it was being uh, transported by truck, and apparently some bumpy roads somehow caused a couple of screws to come (laughs) loose, which allowed it to fall off the truck. (laughs) Whoops! (laughs) Butterfingers! Oh, jeez, my nuclear material. (laughs) As for how dangerous this thing is, they say that spending an hour one meter from the capsule would be similar to between 10 and 17 x-ray exams. (laughs) That's at least a year's worth of the radioactive um, material that we all get just from existing on this planet, but in an hour. So not
0: great. But speaking of not great, here's The Washington Post. The emergency services first publicly reported the capsule missing late Friday and issued a hazardous materials warning. But officials said it could have been lost a couple of weeks before that. I don't know. It departed Rio Tinto's Gudai Dari iron ore mine in Western Australia on January 12th and was thought to have arrived at its destination, a suburb near Perth, the state's most populous city, on January 16th. Its disappearance was discovered on January 25th when it was missing from the package it was transported in, with the gauge inside broken apart with screws and a bolt missing, the department said. Officials said they believe the capsule fell off the back of a truck while in transit. It was discovered Wednesday just six and a half feet from the northbound roadside edge of the Great Northern Highway, according to Fire and Emergency Services Commissioner Darren Clem. So it took them
1: over a week to even realize it was missing. And after that, the government waited a few days before making the news public. This upset Western Australia residents, as did the fact that the fine for this kind of breach was apparently just $700. Luckily, recovering the tiny capsule along 900 miles of highway wasn't quite the needle in a haystack undertaking that it might seem, because the capsule emits gamma and beta rays, and scientists basically just had to comb the highway until their instruments lit up. So crisis averted, but this still could have gone a lot worse, and really shouldn't have been allowed to happen in the first place.
0: Yeah, uh, this is literally, like, Homer, at the beginning of the Simpsons intro, just like, whoops! <laughs> just <laughs> and put least, it in a Pelican case or something! Uh, yeah, and, like, like it would be bad enough, like, I, I don't think it rains all that much out there, but if it had rained and this thing, like, went under... God. Evaporated or uh, anything. The worst case scenario is, like, when this was being discussed on places like Reddit, like, uh, there was this case, I can't remember which country it was in, but uh, one of these gauges had, like, fallen into a mine. Oh, no. And they're just like, well, it's lost. And then, like, <laughs> years later, it had ended up in, like, inside a piece of drywall... In someone's apartment, and they didn't figure it out until like multiple people had fucking like died of cancer in the apartments next to this wall that had uh, the radioactive material in it. So like it, that's fucking terrible. This could have gone real bad. Do you see? You should probably a, be more careful. I forget which
1: radioactive material it was, but it was it was a tiny little rod like that. It was uh, someone posted a picture of it on Reddit from like the, you know, what is it, 50s or 60s or something like that, and uh, printed on it
0: like stamped into it. It just says "drop and run." Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's how serious.
0: Yeah, no, seconds count. It's uh, this nuclear stuff. It's uh real scary. The nuclear, nuclear, and you can't even when it gets hot enough. You can't even take pictures.
1: Pictures come out all fucked up. Yeah, they just drive by the highway recording video on an old VHS
0: camcorder, yeah. and as soon as it gets staticky, and then all the zoomers are like, "Oh my god, <laughs> analog." Can uh, I buy that afterwards? Yeah, it's, it's the scariest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. It's got like film grain and shit on it. They're back. Look,
1: the zoomers are into cassettes, and I love them for it.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like the last true analog. So, I mean, mic- making mixtapes on cassettes is a lost art. I'll give it that. Other than that, terrible fucking medium. Sounds like shit. Eh. Better than CD. Eh. Anyway. I don't know. I people just they... like pushing buttons these days. They miss it. Yeah. We. Uh, this is not a very tactile world we live in. Mm-hmm. I miss. I miss when things were tactile. There's like a. Can you tell that we are actually turning into boomers yet, or what? Uh. There's also apparently among uh among Gen Z. There's uh this one fucking digital camera from, like, 2005. Yeah. it's, su- like, super popular and, mm-hmm. like, you used to be able to get it for, like, 20 bucks and now it's really Same expensive. Same with, uh, like, uh, the Razer flip phones and, like, yeah. the older flip phones and stuff.
1: And then there's, I uh, love I love the movement of doing away with tech. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Uh,
0: and then... Except for YouTube, There's, uh... The, someone made an app for the iPhone to, like like a skin for iTunes or something, or it might be an API. You oh, have to, to make download. it look like Winamp it, or something. No, it looks like it works like a fucking old iPod, oh where with the wheel and stuff. Yeah, should have saved all that stuff. Oh well, I left. I, I held to my iPod for a long time, and then I like I left it in like a hotel room in like 2013, and I was like, all right, well, I don't want to pay this It Belongs to the earth. Now. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll you'll never have the experience. You
1: kids will never have the experience. Uh, click well doing that but then like you'll have like two albums by one band but it'll have like 17 of the band names spelled differently with like different lowercase yeah or... the
0: sorting and all that well that wouldn't have been a problem if you had they made entire... if you had acquired your music legally that wouldn't Shut be the an fuck issue up
1: <laughs> it was harder to acquire it legally back then
0: it was yeah isn't it funny how every reggae song is by Bob Marley Yeah. Red Red Wine by Bob Marley.
1: Yeah, I love all of the, uh, like, the 90s Screamo that was listed as Nirvana. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, You had to be there. Uh, We'll do a whole uh, nostalgia episode one day where we talk about our youth. But before we do that, we have to get into the headlines half of the show. And before we do that we do have sponsors, because they make the gears turn. Mm -hmm. And this episode is sponsored by Athletic Greens. We both take AG1 by Athletic Greens every morning because it solves a very annoying problem. Getting all the vitamins and minerals your body needs without having to buy a bunch of different supplement pills that you have to remember to take every morning. AG1
0: is just one scoop of powder in water, and it tastes great, and it makes you feel good. It can be hard to know where to even start with supplements or who to trust, but AG1 makes that so much easier. Why take a bunch of different things when you can just mix one scoop of powder in water once a day? AG1 was designed with ease in mind, making it easy to cover your nutritional bases every day. Every scoop is packed with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced ingredients which support your immune system, digestion, mood, energy, and even your hair, skin, and fingernails. AG1 has quickly
1: become just as important as that first cup of coffee for us. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So go to athleticgreens.com weird. That is athleticgreens.com
0: weird. Check them out. And this episode is sponsored by Bespoke Post. It's always an exciting day when you go out to the mailbox and you see that a new box of awesome from Bespoke Post has arrived. And you get to open it up and see what's inside. Your birthday comes once a month with Bespoke Post. Treat yourself. Is it a collection of different hot sauces? Mm. A perfect size bag for a weekend getaway? A hammock that fits in your glove box? Mm. Every unique item from Bespoke Post is hand curated from a small business that you probably would never have heard of otherwise. From cozy essentials to travel must-haves and cocktail kits, Box of Awesome has everything you need this month. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com and your
1: answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. Each box is valued at around $70, but you only have to pay a fraction of that price. Plus, with each Box of Awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 90% of everything that comes into your
0: Box of Awesome is from a small up-and-coming brand. It's free to sign up and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code WEIRD at checkout. That is boxofawesome.com, code WEIRD, for 20% off your first box. Boxofawesome.com, code WEIRD. Uh, this past
1: month, I got, among other things, a uh, self purifying uh, hard bottle of water, uh, refillable. Hand sanitizer, which is nice, because the hand sanitizer, that's a lot of plastic you're wasting, too. So it's nice to be able to just refill it. And it's a very sleek little uh, fit-in-your-pocket kind of thing. So I'm always surprised and actually thrilled getting their stuff. It's stuff that I actually use. It's nifty stuff. Yeah. But let's uh, move on to the weirdest,
0: craziest, wildest headlines from around the world this week, starting with... The director of a zoo in Mexico had four of its ten pygmy goats cooked up for a New Year's feast, authorities say. What is going on in the world of zoos? People getting desperate out there. Uh, yeah, I looked at this. I was like, "Oh, was this like a little like remote little village in Mexico?" No, this is not. It was this is a large city in Mexico. But uh, very small goats, pygmies. Pygmy goats. Yeah, the the smaller the goat, the the sweeter the meat. Uh, that's that's why people eat veal. Uh, I hate them for it, but yeah, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. But um, yeah, and, and so yeah, this guy, uh, it's. Even in Mexico, it's not legal for a zoo to just like cook and serve its animals.
1: Yeah, why not? They're that they they belong to Uh, us.
0: You know, there are agricultural laws. They have their own USDA or whatever down there. Um, But then, like MXDA, in the process of uh, of this, like this man has he's done like everything wrong you can possibly do as like a zookeeper. He was like doing illegal like animal trading with like sketchy people who aren't licensed. Um, no, we trust this guy. He came from Dallas, Texas, the uh, Dallas Zoo. He wouldn't lie. His animals kept getting injured, and like the medical staff kept like accidentally killing the animals while operating on them. Um, a bunch of his animals apparently have escaped, including like big ones, dangerous ones. Um, and he's been cooking his own goats.
1: So he's not in charge anymore, right? Uh, no, he lost his job, oh, and thank he's God. facing
0: potential legal oh. uh, uh, penalties.
1: Good, because uh, you know. Fool, I guess fool the entire country of Mexico once, twice, three times. All right.
0: Yeah. Cook up some goats. It's just like, this guy's like a zookeeper from a forgotten age. Like, back when zookeepers, like, in order to be a zookeeper, a prerequisite was that you actively, like, did not value the lives of the animals you were watching after. Yeah, it was like you had to disassociate <laughs> Don't get with, like, emotionally involved. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, whereas now, like, you, the we, compassion is the main point. Like, yeah. we've, we've met zookeepers. They're, you know, they're good people. They care about animals. Uh, they do it. Because they love these animals. This, this guy's from, like, the P.T. Barnum era. Yeah! Yeah. you tell me i got to look at these delicious pygmy goats these all year long? These things are living better than I am! <laughs> <laughs> Smoking a big cigar. Yeah, I smoke a big cigar. <laughs> Whatever the Mexican version of, like, a Brooklyn accent is. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> que paso! But <laughs>
1: well, these things are eating better than all of us! <laughs> what, do you feel bad for them? Like, yeah, just old school mentality. Hey, goat, look at this. I'm meeting your brother. Nom, nom, nom. Comedy these days is literally just doing an actual recreation of how people were just like 40 years ago. Yeah. Like, adults 40 years ago were so absurd that anything they do now would seem ridiculous, offensive, and comical. Yeah. Yeah. Different times. You had to be there. You we, to be. we
0: used to have to press buttons on our iPods. You had to be there. kid. you'll never know what it was like to grow up surrounded by it. Mostly just terrible people.
1: It, they, you know the saying, all you can eat? This is all you could beat.
0: You yeah. could beat any animal you wanted to. You
1: could, yeah. yeah. Animal or human. Yeah. Moving on, though. <laughs> the average American male is too large to ride Super Nintendo World's Mario Kart ride.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. boy. Did they just do the measurements oh. from
1: Japan, and they were like, this
0: will work? Um, that would be my guess, because, I mean, that's the thing. Uh, Americans I, are very big. I've not been to Japan. I have been to the Philippines, and I went to, like, I think I went to the Gap there, and I was, like, an XXL in, like, every size. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. This Even is... in Europe, I, I'm, yeah. like, a size up. <laughs> uh, no, I've been to Japan. Not very many fat people. Um, Except for the sumo wrestlers, of course. Yeah, they're paid to be fat. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, th- this is interesting. Uh, they're gonna have, they're gonna have a lot of very, very upset Nintendo fanboys who've traveled... From across the country for the opportunity. You don't understand. The princess <laughs> is in the castle. <laughs> this is going to result in some some real unfortunate confrontations with Universal Studios employees. So uh, I look forward to that. Come for the ride, so, stay for the freakout. The we're, like the worst part, actually worst part, and I do feel bad for
1: uh, the employees is that they're going to have to deal with this animosity while dressed up as like Luigi or Toad or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't understand! You no, can't feed the car! <laughs> Mama Mia! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we should get jobs there just to get fired for making fun of people. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. So you were too fat to ride the ride. <laughs> Why would <laughs> you get out to have a pizza?
0: God, we're back. I am excited to check it out, though. Um. It... Okay. I'm going to wait a, a little while till it cools off, but uh, it looks I think, looks pretty great. I think it'll
1: cool off pretty quick cuz based on everything I've seen and look, I love everyone that works Universal that we know there. Based on what I've seen, you kind of walk in and you go, "Wow. They really made it look like a game and then you leave." I mean, that's the same It's the same with uh,
0: Harry Potter world. You walk in and you're like, "Yep, that's Hogwarts." Well, at least whatever. Harry Potter world has Simpsons... two
1: rides. Does it have two? It has a well, kids coaster and then the one no. that I, I never have gotten sick on a on a, a amusement park ride or theme park ride. The Harry Potter ride is the only thing that makes me, like, literally nauseous, like I'm going to throw up. Yeah, it's not a very good ride,
0: either. Yeah. Uh, Simpsons- and then at the end, they tell you that trans people don't exist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Simpsons Land is pretty fun. I feel like you're in The Simpsons. Yeah, it's cool. You have a drink down at Moe's Tavern. You have uh, to pay to play the games, which I always think is
1: weird. But yeah. uh, but no, this you have to pay uh, to do all the interactive stuff. You have to get this, like,
0: Mario wristband thing. The the gamers will do it. Uh, yeah,
1: and, and then, well, that'll, that's what they're banking on. And line. that'll
0: make them even matter when they show up to the ride, and they're like, Sir...
1: Yeah. You need to book two seats on this ride. Uh the food there looks good though cuz they went they started doing like the Disney thing yeah. where they're like, "Oh, you know what? People actually like uh, you know, they'll pay for decent food and not just deep-fried chicken fingers." Yeah. So we should do something nice. At least they have that. I mean, it looks cool. Am I big too big for it? I Am so, I average? Do you have a
0: 40 inch waist? No. Okay, then you're good.
1: Average is 40?
0: Yeah. We're a fat country.
1: I for, yeah, we do. I mean, we are kind of like, look, we're in a bubble. I'm yeah. sorry. L.A., there's not as many fat people as there. Like, when I go home, it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Also, everyone's angry in Florida. Yeah. Um, Look, not fat shaming, but you can't ride the ride. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's...
0: It's the same thing for people that are seven feet tall. What do you want us to say? Yeah. Anyways, uh, 22-year-old coach fired after impersonating JV basketball player at game. Put me in, myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess one of their, like, starters. These are, like, 13-year-olds. The girls' basketball team. One of their starters had to, like, go to a... Had a prior engagement. Couldn't make it to the game. And the uh, the coach, or I guess assistant coach, or the, or the JV coach is a 22-year-old, like, just out of college. Um, she's just like, all right, I'm going to put on her jersey, and just be her. And she got away with it for at least a little while. Um, mm-hmm. She's not... I mean, she, like, clearly when you know it's her on the court, you're like, oh, that is a fucking grown-ass adult playing with children. Well, if you're Go a ahead. referee,
1: would you really want to be the one that says, hey, aren't you a little old-looking
0: to be yeah. on this court? Hey, girl, aren't you, aren't you a bit of a big girl for what you're doing here? No. Slap. Yeah. That's how you get slapped. So, uh, yeah, she was caught, and then the entire coaching staff of the school was fired, because I guess they were all in on it. And, It'll uh, be funny, do it. And the the season uh, ended prematurely, because, uh, well, they don't have coaching staff, and this is all a uh, very embarrassing affair locally, so uh, that's uh, it.
1: Potentially ruining the, uh, you know, aspirations of many other girls on the team. Probably. Just because they wanted to relive the start of the, probably not. It was probably just like... I mean, if no one will notice, I'll get in there. I mean, it
0: is—it's like. Meanwhile, there's a perfectly good golden retriever right here. It's like a pro gamer like getting into a just a fresh lobby, just poning noobs. Like it's got to feel awesome, just like dunking on little. Well, ponies. yeah, it's like uh, Christmas morning when all the kids get Call of Duty. <laughs> and you've been playing for two months straight because you're an yeah. adult
1: with money. Good shit on, yeah.
0: <laughs> Dork. So I mean, it probably felt cool for like a minute, but like a whole game, it's like, come on. The only person you're cheating is yourself. I hope the I hope there was a
1: photographer there getting pictures of her just. Posterizing <laughs> kids. <Basically>. <laughs> yeah. Woof. <laughs> mafia boss found working as pizza boss after 16 years on the run. Hey. I mean, it's always the last place you look, right? Who would have thought? That uh, it was either the cannoli place or the pizza place. I well, don't know. The, you know, a lot of times that's the same place. True. Um, Not if you're the cannoli king, though, in New York, who right. also, you know, doesn't hide his mafia ties. In fact, uses them as a marketing
0: ploy. But like. So this guy in the story is Italian mafia, like American mafia at this point. It's like, it's in shambles. Like, oh, I have mafia connections. Like, oh, cool. Like you're, you have someone, you know, has like a slightly more influence over some fucking dying union than they legally should. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the mafia in Italy is like, is, uh, is like the fucking Yakuza. Uh, this guy, and this guy, so he was on the run for 16 years, just hops over the border, goes to France. Hmm. Starts working at a pizza place, gets really good at it. He's great at making the pizzas. And like a fucking idiot, he lets the newspaper come in and do a story on him. And with his picture, with him holding the pizzas. And so anyone who just happens to be visiting from the country, like, next fucking store is just like, Wait, that's that guy we've been looking for for 16 years who committed multiple murders for La Cosa Nostra. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was, like, kind of like, well, you know, he's turned a lot his life around until you mentioned the murder. No, yeah, this is a very bad guy. Mm. He, uh, he, they don't fuck around over there. Well, uh, whatever jail he's going to he should be very excited because they're going to have great pizza. I would
0: imagine, because, like, he got, the first time he got picked up for, like, a murder, he was pretty young, I think. Uh, so I got to imagine, like, once he finally started his new life as a pizza guy, wait, this is awesome! I could have been doing this the whole time, pursuing my true passion? pizza instead of murdering people all the time yeah
1: <laughs> shit especially because like you know a lot of people it's like family like it's he probably didn't have a choice then to get into I mean you don't know I mean I don't know
0: arguably, I maybe yeah so uh, and they, you know they should when they send him to prison come little kitchen give him the job in the kitchen make sure those prisoners are eating well if this was America they would do whatever the opposite of yeah they a great would pizza like is. yeah they would like Put some like clause in his sentencing that he's like never allowed to touch kitchen equipment or eat pizza ever again. Yeah, yeah. We do
1: things a little different. Yeah, we are are a very punitive and fat. We legally torture people.
0: Yeah, yeah, for fun Uh, and sometimes illegally. Yeah, yeah. It's even more fun. Man attempts trip to Sydney, Australia, and ends up in Sydney, Montana. Is this that weather balloon that's floating around? Whoa, geez. <laughs>
1: oh, jeez. <I laughs> I'm th- in a real pickle now. <laughs> I thought I was going to Sydney, Australia. And now I'm just a Chinese spy balloon floating over Montana. Is that the Dunton farm down there?
0: Oh, geez, We're getting such close pictures of, uh, you know, no one's ever seen the top of George Washington's head on the mountain. That's rainforest. the Dakotas. Yeah, but it's up there. <laughs> it's it was, all the same it, to was, you. it was it was going like uh east to west i think over oh, the, the chinese one yeah over the border yeah uh but yeah th- no this guy uh this guy's like oh my god like the airlines they need to be more clear like the you know the airport code syd is so similar to sdy it's like motherfucker you booked an entire trip didn't once look at like where the connection so where did he start new york city yeah, so obviously, oh, wow, what a bargain this yeah. trip is. And, and, and only five hours? Yeah, like, it's you, like, like, like one what are you connection? fucking stupid? And, and not only that, it had a connection in, like, uh, Butte or Billings. It's like, Weird, but okay. Think. <laughs> yeah, imagine you get to your one connection,
1: and then you get on, like, a little puddle jumper with propellers, and yeah. you're like, well, off to I Australia, guess. just like in the olden days. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. <laughs> this is probably, like, look, I don't know, but it seems like one of those, like, you're intentionally trying to get a lawsuit going. yeah. Uh,
0: otherwise, this guy would just had to be really dumb.
1: Uh, this is like the flying equivalent of slipping and peepee down at the Megalomart.
0: Oh, also, he was flying to Australia to get on a cruise. Which this guy loves traveling. Yeah, he loves the process
1: of traveling, not the actually getting to the de- destination and exploring. Yeah. Just the
0: activity of going places. Uh, he loves the airport lounges. The, uh, yeah, I, I am the massage o- chair. I,
1: I love being in motion.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I hope he at least got some like good skiing in. It's Look, man, great, it's a great time a, of year for that. beautiful.
1: Yeah. Really want to disconnect from the world. You definitely can there. You can see bears for real. And grizzlies. Not the black bears. The grizzlies. The real thing. And what a time to be there with your binoculars spotting random spy uh, balloons. Yeah. Look at that. Hey,
0: cool. Hey, China. Pigeon dyed pink for New York gender reveal party. <laughs> Let me cut this shit out. And you need to stop it.
1: And since it's New York, it's one of those beefy pig- pigeons with like one leg. No, this looks like, this
0: looks like a store-bought, it's a white pigeon, mm-hmm. I guess technically a dove. Yeah. Because um, they dyed it, you can't really dye a black or gray pigeon pink, it's not possible, mm-hmm. unless you bleach it first and you're probably going to blind it and hurt it. So this was a, a white dove that they dyed pink, and um, yeah, presumably, they, they don't know, they, they just found it in Central Park, and they're like, we're just going to assume, based on the fact that this happens all the fucking time... Uh, that it, it was a, a gender reveal thing because uh, any anytime something is bright blue or bright pink, uh, it probably has to do with that. So it just got people like saw it and was like, oh, ah, yeah. it's a girl. It was it was it was having a bad time too. Like, you're I'm not, sure you're not supposed to release domesticated pigeons out in the wild. They don't know what the fuck they're doing.
1: Well, uh, the the cats and rats in New York will certainly enjoy it. But they'll look at that and they'll be like, I don't Eat know, what cotton that is. candy. I don't know what the hell that Delicious. is. Delicious. I'm staying away from that thing. Well, maybe that's its defense mechanism. And yeah, now that's evolution is going weird. to breed a bunch of pink pigeons. Mm, not how it works. Mm. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Uh, Florida panel recommends forcing student-athletes
0: to give schools their menstrual history. Cool. This is way less weird than if we just, like... Did uh, nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, way less weird. Let's make it weird for no reason. We're the normal ones, actually. The ones uh, Not for no reason, for nefarious reasons. So, like, okay, so the way... High school sports, like, obviously, if you're a student-athlete, you do have to get, like, a doctor to sign off that you're, like, healthy enough to play. So, uh, female student-athletes do, uh, as part of, like, their screening... With their doctor, they, they do answer questions about menstruation, um, but that this all goes to the doctor, and then the doctor signs off and says they're good to go. Florida has made it so that all that like on record, all yeah. that information now goes straight to the school, yeah, so they uh, can keep track of it and make sure uh, one no one is uh, pregnant mm. and two no one happened to be born male, yeah, um, and to, to stop those two things from happening, we are just going to uh, subject every female athlete. In Florida, to this indignity, for their own protection. Insane. What a failed state. So, uh, was it a? Would you say it was a heavy flow day? We're here to play basketball, so uh, answer the questions.
1: Yeah, that's so fucking weird. Did you? You got your balls touched for school, right? Yeah, it was yeah. the first time a doctor did that. Fucking sucked. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> really fucking weird. But I guess we had to do it. I don't know. Yeah. I feel weird about it now. I wasn't. I wasn't doing like a professional sport in in school. I was just going to gym class. But they're like, "Yeah, we got to touch on those balls. Make sure you don't have a hernia or whatever." Mm-hmm. So, uh,
0: whatever. I guess that's normal. Didn't find anything. That's good. Yeah. Well, maybe in the future, instead of having a doctor do it, we'll just have all the boys um, just whip out that sack. No, you take a picture of it for the school. Yeah. Yeah. It's just you have to weigh it on your phone. Send it to balls at uh, you know. Uh, Miami Unified Dot (laughs) .k12.
1: Fucking Christ, dude. Get Uh, it together, Florida. You can't. You can't. Mike Flynn's down there running things. DeSantis
0: is... uh, He's talking about... One of his latest things is like... A a law that makes it like... Permanently bans putting any taxes on like gas stoves. Because they're still on about that shit. Uh, Again, no one in Florida fucking uses gas stoves. uh, Except for really, really rich people. This... It's only my
1: my dad's currently visiting and when I brought him over I swear I didn't say a damn thing. Ooh, gas stove. Huh? He goes ha, 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 Gas stove.
0: I and bet, I was like,
1: "Are you insane?" I bet We've you're never... really
0: embarrassed about that, Lib.
1: I was like, I was like, "Yeah, it's it, like do you" And I asked him. I was like, "We grew up with an electric stove and there's no gas stoves in Florida." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know." <laughs> and he agreed that it was a stupid argument, but he did point it out cuz he was like Cause like I said, when I left Florida, I hadn't even seen one before. Yeah. So for him, it's like seeing something he hasn't seen before, but now he's been hearing about it. Mm. The hype has been building up. And then it was like it didn't he didn't even see it coming. He walked in the kitchen, was like, Go! Oh! It's the thing I've heard about. Can we turn oh. it on and run it for a while? <coughs> oh yeah. Yeah, you hear that click? That mm. means it's good. Oh, can
0: you smell that? Mmm. They add that. That sweet fuel. <laughs> it was nuts. San Francisco tech CEO apologizes after quoting MLK in email announcing layoffs. <sighs> Happy Black History Month.
1: Mm. Well, you see, the problem is is uh, I actually didn't write that. the AI did.
0: <laughs> and it understood that it's Black History
1: Month, so it you know, uh, it did what it does.
0: if only they had the excuse, but no, this was written by a human who thought it was a great idea to I'm sure like every fucking weirdo executive in this com- in this country has like a book of just like, Quotes from people who actually accomplished it, but, like, uh, quotes that are complete non-sequiturs mm-hmm. that are just, like, useful for, like, uh you know, grindset, mindset shit. And it was, like... It was MLK. It was a, it was a quote about, like, uh, you know, you, you shouldn't measure the leadership qualities of someone by how they act when things are easy. You should measure them by how they act when things are difficult. The, he fired everyone. <laughs> it was like... The yeah, layoffs. He, yeah, so... But you should be proud of me for doing this to you. Yeah, in a lot of ways, I'm like Martin Martin Luther King Jr. (laughs) So happy Black History Month to me. You do see uh, a... white woman, by the way.
1: I I only looked at, I don't know if this is an actual thing that he shared or whatever, and I just looked at the list and was like, yeah, this seems about right. Elon Musk's favorite books list. Oh, no. It is, uh, honestly, it's exactly what you think. And Atlas Shrugged. Yeah, there was it's that... a bunch of stuff that you know he didn't actually read, but the covers look and sound cool. Yeah, and then a bunch of stuff that's like for idiots.
0: There was like that that guy Lex Friedman, uh, who is a lot of people like, but he's very Elon adjacent. But mm-hmm. he posts he's like I'm gonna read like so I'm gonna read like uh, you know 300 books next year and like you're not uh, retaining anything. And, and like the, but like the list of books it was like such a hilarious like combination of like shit you read like freshman year in high school. And then, like, War and Peace. That's like what Elon's (laughs) is. It really is. like uh, George Orwell's Animal Farm, Uh, then War and Peace. Yeah, it's like they uh, typed in. Rich Dad, Poor Dad.
1: It's like they tried to read, like, a. Then they were like, all right, well, let's see what the young adults are reading.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Charlotte's Web and uh, The Art of War by Sun Tzu.
1: Elon's going to change his (laughs) Twitter name from Mr. Tweet to Some Pig. Some Pig. Uh, a new bill would ban anyone under
0: 16 from using social media. Hey, cool. Yeah, my, my knee-jerk reaction to this is like, yes, absolutely. Uh, the internet is absolutely uh, just warping the minds of our, our youth. But but then I think about it, and I'm like, no, that's actually been the case for, like, 25 years now. Um, I shouldn't have been allowed on the internet. Nah, I know, I know, yeah. Um, and also, it's like, any law to stop this is really mostly just going to inconvenience adults. Uh, we have to do, like, fucking face scanning or, like... Put it, I don't want to get my driver's license to sign into like fucking Twitter, mm-hmm. and um, and it won't do anything because kids uh, have ways around that. Like
1: yeah, like this. My, is completely...
0: my parents put like a fucking timer on my AOL account when I was like ten, and it was like easy as fuck to get around it. I'm like all right, well,
1: yes, the, jokes on you.
0: The people who will find the immediate
1: workaround are the people who are yeah, banned from this. <laughs> exactly. Everyone else it'll be like baffling to. They'll have a false sense of security. Yeah. So, like, in do I think that social media is negatively affecting the minds of children? Yes. This is a completely hopeless and worthless cause, though. And also, like, I know it was different, but, yeah, I like, I, I was probably, like, 12 or 13 before I, I ever touched the internet, probably, uh, because I'm very old. But, uh, well, not touched the internet, but, like, had it at home or something. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, bad stuff. But back then it was, like, not as uh, yeah, yeah it wasn't yeah. as
0: it wasn't nearly as toxic but it was and uh, there wasn't a. As, it was very as, easy to like waste a ton of fucking time on
1: there but back then at least for kids the, I know obviously there was a ton of like legitimate communities back then I mean the internet started because of communities yeah but like it wasn't like today where it was so easy to get into to a community that can actually shape yeah the way you think and perceive things I was just things. like
0: going to like fucking webcrawler.com and looking like Star Wars wallpapers Britney like, Spears oh, these are great <laughs>
1: And I went to like, I forget what it was, but there was like a comedy one back then that was like, it was like maybe comedy.com or something. Yeah. And it was like, jokes of the day. And that jokes. was like my, com. That was like my wholesome, what I did as yeah. a youth uh, one. But yes, the rest of it was like, Jennifer Aniston topless. <laughs> yeah. Whoever, the, like the hot celebrity at the time, yeah. me, like being 15 or 16, like, you know, I could go went, rent barbed wire, but I could also just wait 10 minutes while this one like, image loads. Th- 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 Here comes the nipple. And, and by the then, time it shows the vagina, the phone. by the time it hits the vagina, I've already gotten off. Yeah. So, cause you're,
0: yeah. Anyways, um, that's our episode. Thank you to our sponsors because this is definitely demonetized. Yeah. And thank you to all of you who've left, uh, uh what are they called? Super Super comments? Thank, the thank button and our patrons. Yeah, of course. Um, and, uh, everyone who, who leaves a like, uh, the 5,000, 7,000, I don't even know what we're up to now, but Let's it's a lot. Let's go to
1: 10,000 on
0: this episode. Let's get 10,000 likes. And, uh, yeah. Thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. Um,
1: um, dodo, they're bringing back the they're Dodo. they're bringing back the dodo baby. They're yeah. putting the other animals out in the in the public because the cages keep getting cut. We've got it's all animals this week. We maybe shouldn't be trusted with animals as a species. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye bye.